welcome to the Goddess Mindset Podcast. I'm Jada Capeller, your exercise consistency coach, founder of Jada Fitness, and I'm here to help you create a lasting routine you love so that you can stop starting over. After years of skipping my workouts and never making progress, I've finally learned what it takes to stay consistent. So now I'm here to help you as much as I can. If you're ready to up-level your life, mindset, and exercise routine, you are exactly where you're meant to be. A goddess mindset allows you to take control of your life, embody the gorgeous goddess that's already within, and finally live the life you can't stop thinking about. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. Hello, lovely. Thank you so much for being here. If you haven't yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another episode. And if you've been learning from this podcast, it would be in the world to me if you left the Goddess Mindset a review on iTunes so I can continue bringing you as much value as possible and continue making these episodes. So let's get started. Today, I'm talking about how to create a healthier relationship with food. And this episode was specifically requested by one of my lovely listeners. And this topic also won on my Instagram poll because it got tons of votes from everyone else. And yeah, like one of my listeners just direct messaged me on Instagram and and was interested in this topic. So if you have something, please don't hesitate to message me. Um, I love hearing from all of you. So I'm hoping after today's episode, you can really leave with some powerful takeaways. And today I'm sharing five ways to improve your relationship with food that have specifically changed my life. Okay. I personally struggled with food for, um, a long time, like my relationship. And for years I had, you know, feelings of guilt and shame. I would try extreme diets. I would be under eating. I'd be overeating. And it really has been, you know, a roller coaster trying to figure out what works for me. And that's the big thing. What works for me might not work for you, but even again, if you can leave with one or two takeaways to try for yourself and, and really figure out what is going to work for me. So if you can relate to this in any way, I hope you'll, um, enjoy today's episode. Now I do want to preface that I am not giving you nutritional advice today. Okay. I'm not a registered dietitian and I'm not a nutritionist. Like that's out of my scope of practice to give you that information, but I will be sharing some massive mindset shifts that I've practiced over time that have been absolute game changers. Okay. So let's get into it. Number one is I want you to stop labeling food as good or bad. Okay. And right now you might be thinking, oh yeah, I definitely do this. And I used to do this all the time. Okay. I used to tell myself, I can't eat that or I'm going to have to work out for days just to burn off this meal. Okay. I literally used to say that to myself and I'm shaking my head right now because this is real though. Like this is really how I used to think. And over the years, I've learned that the more I avoid a certain food or tell myself I can't, right? I can't have that. It's bad. It's unhealthy. Get it away from me, right? The more, the more I end up wanting it. And it's like telling a five-year-old not to jump in a puddle of mud, right? They're going to want to do it even more once you tell them not to. And the problem too is that by restricting certain foods, when we finally have them, we overconsume, right? We go crazy because we're like, um, I have to enjoy this food as much as possible before it's taken away, 
right? Is this making sense? Can anyone relate to this? And for example, um, I used to tell myself that chips were bad, right? That I couldn't have any in the house and I would just um, eat them all, right? If I had them in the house. So I like went by any, and by doing this, I gained like zero self-control because when I was finally near chips, right at parties or family events, and anyone who knows me knows I love chips. I have no shame. I love chips. And whenever I would, you, you know, go to these events, I'd be pumped to eat chips, right? And obviously eat way more than I needed because again, when we restrict ourselves and feel that we're restricted, we want that food even more right? Whereas now I really don't feel restricted in any way with my eating patterns. Like I truly believe that I can have all foods. Okay. But it's taken me a long time to, to get here, which is why I'm excited, um, to share what I've learned. And I've learned to really just create balance and moderation. So even today, for example, I can keep a bag of chips in my pantry, no problem. And just pick at it over time, right? Rather than consuming the bag as fast as possible, like I used to, especially in university. And even just practicing telling yourself, I can have this, okay? And I encourage you to be mindful also of the word diet, okay? Because by telling yourself, oh, I'm going to go on this diet or I'm going to try this diet, you're subconsciously telling yourself, okay, this is temporary. I'm going to temporarily eat this way, right? So I encourage you to focus on um, figuring out eating patterns, right. And your eating habits, like what's actually going to work long-term and be sustainable, which we're also going to talk about, um, in another strategy. So, and instead of looking at, you know, food as good or bad, if you're thinking, well, Jada, what's a substitute? I just look at food now as this is either, you know, a high nutrient dense food or a lower, you know, less nutrient dense food. Okay. And again, the more you practice this, the better you'll get. And I want you to stop, right? Labeling food as good or bad to avoid these feelings of restrictions, right? And instead focus on, okay, this food is going to give me lots of nutrients. Okay. This food is going to give me less nutrients and obviously try to prioritize more foods that have more nutrients. And because that's, again, what you ideally want to focus on. You're going to feel better, right? With more fiber, maybe higher protein. Um, again, just more mindfulness, which we're also going to talk about. And that leads perfectly into the next one. So quick recap. Yeah, number one is to stop labeling food as good or bad. Number two is to create mindfulness around your food and while you're eating your food. So what I mean by this is that it's easy to be distracted while we're eating, right? If we're working on our computer, if we're, you know, in front of the TV and it's blasting, if we're, you know, next to our cell phone that keeps lighting up, we're distracted, right? So it might be easy to continue shoveling whatever it is you're eating into your mouth mindlessly because we are so distracted, so to bring mindfulness, I really want you to, to be present while you're eating. Okay, focus on the taste, focus on the smell, the textures, and enjoy the experience of you eating, right? Take time to eat your food. And it's recommended to chew your food 32 times before swallowing. 32 times. When I heard that, I was like, I'm sorry, what? I chew maybe 10 times max, 
Um, I hope I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm not the only one who downs my food. Maybe I am. So something to reflect on. You can count how many times you chew. I want you to do that today. And again, really just enjoying your meal and food rather than mindlessly eating, right? Because that can obviously easily lead to overconsumption. And I also encourage you to reflect on your hunger cues. Okay. Your stomach is growling. Maybe you have low energy and you can like physically tell, okay, I am hungry. Right. And also knowing when you are full, okay, what does that feel like? And that's the cue. Okay. I'm done. I can stop now. And another great strategy is a food journal. Okay. So essentially just writing down everything that you're eating throughout the day. And what's funny is actually we had to do this for a week in one of my kinesiology classes during university and just as part of our our lab. And my prof made it very clear. We even had to count our alcohol consumption. She's like, you better be writing down everything you consume, which when you're in university, me and all my classmates are looking at each other. We're like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And you're pretty much going out during university every, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. And so it definitely brought a lot of awareness. And I did really enjoy doing it, right? It's a great tool. And especially if you have a weight loss goal. So again, just bringing that more mindfulness of, you know, what you're eating, how much you're eating, when you're eating, where you're eating. Okay. And really figuring out what needs to change. Okay. And, you know, research has shown that for people interested in losing weight, keeping a journal or food log can be super effective. And there was one study of uh, a weight loss study with nearly 1700 participants. And those who kept a daily food record lost twice as much weight as those who kept no records. So pretty interesting. And also if you find yourself reaching for food Even when you're not hungry anymore, and I used to do this all the time, um, but you're in that like snacky mood, right? And just asking yourself when you're in that mood, asking yourself, what problem am I hoping to solve with this food? Okay. Maybe it's boredom, right? Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's stress. Maybe it's discomfort, right? You're looking for that comfort food. Okay. And just being uh, aware and knowing that you can feel your emotions without eating. Okay. So again, um, number two is to create mindfulness around your relationship with food, especially while eating your food, right? Being present as well. Okay. So number three is I want you to focus on how you want to feel after eating. Okay. And this one has been a game changer because so often, especially when I'm really hungry and reaching for convenience foods, it's easy to grab something that probably won't make us feel the greatest, right? So I always try and stop and think, okay, how will I feel after eating this? And I've become so incredibly mindful of which meals have made me feel amazing after eating and which meals have made me feel terrible. And you know, those really heavy meals that you literally need to go take a nap after lie down. Um, I make note of those, right. And even just like a mental note, or you can write it down, especially things that just really don't sit well. Cause I don't want to feel like that the rest of the day. And so really just stop and think, how will I feel after eating this? Am I hoping to feel energized, satiated, comfortable, 
And if you're saying or thinking, Jada, I want to feel happy after indulging in my favorite treats, <laughs> that might be a thought. I hear you. Um, and I truly believe that if we really are craving something, like we should honor that 100%. But, you know, of course, in moderation, especially if it doesn't make you feel the greatest after, right? If you don't feel the greatest, you likely wouldn't want to be consuming it every single day right? Cause it's not going to make you feel good. And like, to give you an analogy, that would be like, you know, maybe sitting in a super uncomfortable chair for like an hour, but then you get to move. Okay. That's it. You, you don't feel great, but that doesn't affect you too much because you only had to sit in that chair for one day or for one hour. Right. But if you continue to indulge in a food that makes you feel sluggish or uncomfortable day after day. That's like choosing to sit in that super uncomfortable chair for hours every single day. And over time, you likely won't be feeling your best, okay? Which is why we need to be so mindful of how our food is making us feel, especially long-term. And it's how I'm feeling right now every single day, how I want to continue feeling six months from now, okay? To really put it into perspective. And also knowing though, like you can have it all, you can, right? But finding that balance, um, which we're also going to talk about, but being so mindful around your food, especially with how you want to feel after. So that's number three, focus on how you want to feel after eating. Okay. And even asking the question, how is this going to make me feel? Number four is I want you to focus on what you can add more of to your meals. Okay, so instead of focusing on what you can't have, I want you to focus on what you can have, all of the things you can have. And if you're someone, for example, who loves pasta, I love pasta, uh, instead of telling yourself, I can't eat pasta, it has so many carbs, I can't afford to eat pasta, I'm supposed to be on a diet, like maybe that's um, the narrative you're telling yourself, I want you to focus on what you can add to your pasta dishes. Okay. So think of all the vegetables you can add. You can add tomatoes, spinach, zucchinis, peppers, onions. Okay. Options are endless. Okay. What protein can you have? I, either meat or plant-based proteins. So chicken, ground turkey, um, chickpeas, tofu, like you name it, focus on what you can add. How can I make this more nutritious, right? More vegetables, more fiber, more greens, more protein. And you, the nice thing is you can also do this with snacks too. And an example I think of is I love Twizzlers. If you've ever had uh, Twizzlers, like my husband and I love Twizzlers. And like, if we're watching a show, I'll portion however many Twizzlers I want on my plate. And then I'll pair it with like an apple or something else. I'm going to add to those Twizzlers some more, you know, um, nutrient dense food. And I'm still satisfied, right? I get my Twizzlers and then I'm also enjoying my apple. So even adding that another serving of fruit. Uh, so again, just a different mindset going into it. So I want you to ask yourself, what can I add to my favorite meals, snacks, or treats to make them more nutrient dense? Or is there a healthier alternative I can make that will fully satisfy me? And another example is um, if you love like Reese's peanut butter cups, or uh, you could put like chocolate and peanut butter 
or sorry, that's the flavor you like, you could just go home and mix, you know, melted chocolate or dark chocolate with peanut butter and then dip like sliced bananas in that for a snack instead. Does that make sense? Like really figuring out what it is I'm, what are like my go-to cravings or I guess guilty pleasures, right? And how can I be more in control of this? Because you are in control and that's the best part, especially with the internet. It's saturated with healthier, more nutrient-dense alternatives to what we like to call our guilty pleasures, right? So know that you are in control because it may often feel like I have no control around food. So really knowing you are, and especially when we're in that really snacky mood, it's easy to keep grabbing one thing after another, right? And I've done this so many times. We do this because, you know, we're often under eating during the day and unable to stay, to stay satiated, right? So we're grabbing for more and more. And what we're grabbing for usually isn't that high nutrient dense food. So we don't often feel full, which, you know, results in us reaching for more food that's really not satisfying us. So I want you to also tell yourself, like I said before, I am in control and focus on what you can add to your meals, right? More veggies, more colors, more nutrients, rather than feeling restricted, rather than telling yourself, I can't have that. Okay. So number four, focus on what you can add more of to your meals. Hope this is helping. Number five, last one, Focus on creating sustainable eating patterns, okay? This one, you might be like, Jada, this is so obvious, but it's easy to get caught up in fad diets or trends. Um, So really, again, just being so mindful and asking yourself this very powerful question, is what I'm doing right now sustainable? Can I do this the rest of my life? And the one I think of immediately is, is keto. And I never did keto because I knew right away I love carbs. Like there's no way you could ever take carbs away from me. But keto has worked for a lot of people, which is, you know, fantastic. But asking yourself, is this sustainable long-term for me, okay? And you need to know that healthy eating is not restrictive eating, okay? But it will be if you think it is, okay, and you, if you have that core belief. So I'm here to hopefully dismantle those beliefs. And I remember, like, I used to track my macros, which really did help me a lot, just learning about portioning, right, how much I should be eating. And it was great to do, but weighing all of my food down to, like, the blueberries for my oatmeal eventually got very tiring for me, but, but that's just me. And I know many people who love counting their macros. And it works for them and it's fantastic. But for me, asking myself, okay, this is not something I want to do the rest of my life. And I I can see myself in the future, maybe, you know, at different times of my uh, life tracking again for different reasons. But again, it's not something I find sustainable. So focusing on creating that balance and sustainability, what do I need to consume less of? What do I need to consume more of? And now I focus on what's called the 80-20 rule. And if you're not familiar, so each day, essentially 80% of your meals, you want to try and have, you know, whole foods, those nutrient-dense meals and ones that are going to make you feel amazing. And the other 20%, you can enjoy, you know, your favorite snack, you know, or a treat. So usually what this might look like is, you know, four out of my five meals or snacks are those nutrient-dense Um, meals that make me feel amazing. And then I'll enjoy 
a snack in the evening, right? Whether it's a portion bowl of chips or chocolate or popcorn, really whatever I'm feeling and craving. And a lot of the time I won't have this. I'll have tea or something, but just knowing that it's an option, right? And even finding healthier alternatives to some of my favorite snacks, like the uh, Reese's peanut butter cup example I gave, or I'll do like a, a protein chocolate mug cake. Again, the options are endless and I encourage you to explore them and really figure, okay, what do I want to try? How can I make this, you know, a healthier alternative if that's what you want to do uh, to feel better after and to create that sustainability and also creating even um, balanced plates. And I did a Instagram live with Zoha. She's a nutritionist. She's amazing. And she did talk about balanced plates. So, and she said that usually looks like, you know, half your plate is veggies and, you know, there's a portion of protein that's usually about the size of your palm and, you know, some type of complex carbohydrate, like brown rice, something like that. Um, and again, not a nutritionist. This is what she has shared. And it's on my Instagram too, if you want to check it out. Uh, but also just connecting around that to that mindfulness around food and what it is you're consuming and really creating that, that sustainable uh, eating habit and those eating patterns for life. And what's really going to satisfy you and make you feel your best. So number five is to focus on creating sustainable eating patterns and asking yourself that very powerful question, is what I'm doing right now sustainable? Yes or no? Okay, and then really unpack that, go from there. So those are the five ways to improve your relationship with food. I'll do a quick recap. Number one is to stop labeling food as good or bad. Number two, create mindfulness around your relationship with food. And even specifically while you are eating your food, that mindfulness, just by being present. Number three is to focus on how you want to feel after eating. Okay. Asking yourself, how is this really going to make me feel? Number four, focus on what you can add more of to your meals rather than less of. What can you add more of? And number five is focus on creating sustainable eating patterns. Okay. What, what is going to be realistic and sustainable for the rest of your life? So that's all I have for you today. I really hope you're leaving with um, some value. Thank you so much for pushing play. And if you love this episode, make sure to share it on your Instagram story and tag me so I know it was useful. I appreciate you so much. And thank you for being here. I hope you have a gorgeous goddess day.